Hello and welcome to the season two roundup of the Black Women Working podcast. Thank you so much for sticking with us throughout this season in these really kind of difficult times. We're going to touch on that in a little bit. But first of all, as per usual, we're going to introduce ourselves. So I am Tolu, aka Dwells. Hey Chantel here, hey. It's Nat's here, Natalie. Hi, it's Rach. Hello, everybody. Oh my gosh, hey. the energy. Oh, you know, it is. It's just, Monday is the worst day. It's true. Like, it's the energy true. is just like. And we've been having a heavy couple of weeks, I understand. Yeah. Anyway, so as per usual, we're doing the usual house. How, is it house rules or house housekeeping. housekeeping? Housekeeping, that's it. So please, if you're on social media, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. It's at bwwpodcastuk, and use our hashtag bwwpodcast. Sorry, UK, to engage with us further on social media and in the discussion. And really, thank you to everybody who has followed us over the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We are following. Yes, yes, up. yes. I don't like using the word following. Our support. That's yeah. yes. um, so much and all the people who have advocated for us tagged us in their post um, named us and called us out in their post as a recommendation mm. like truly truly appreciate it yep we see it and and we love it yeah um so as per usual we always have a quote of the episode and today's quote of the episode is all the women in me are tired by Naira Wahid, Wahid even. And why have I chosen that quote for this episode? Um, I've chosen that quote because there's a lot going on, as we all know. Uh, first and foremost, there's coronavirus, which is taking its toll on our mental health, our actual physical health, our personal circumstances, and of course, our employment, which is something that we focus on here as a podcast. As you know, our focus is on black women, but mm. we know and there's plenty of research and articles that have come out in this time that have said that you know women's burdens have increased significantly during this period and as black women as the people that are usually the backbone of our families that trickles down to us too in a really major way and then if you add on top of that what we're seeing right now with the protests against police brutality whether that's in the states uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, to name but a few victims of this. And then we have the UK too, in which these things also happen. Mark Duggan, Sarah Reid, they're just two of many names, uh, people and families who've never gotten justice. So a lot of people are engaging in important discussions at this time. And as we've always said, and demonstrated on this podcast racism is a disease Mm. and we are all about calling it out in its institutional forms in our workplaces on our platform that's what we do so that's why i chose the quote that i chose today because i wanted our listeners to understand that it's okay to be tired to be exhausted to be sad to feel powerless and to be at a loss. We're human beings. We're allowed to feel the whole spectrum of emotions. So I just wanna encourage everyone to take care of themselves. And I also wanna encourage you to listen to our Instagram live that we actually did on proactivism at work, 
where we delved into how to challenge racism at work and also the status quo which often lends itself to being institutionally racist in the first place so please check that out that's on our instagram profile it was a really meaty really great discussion that we had on our instagram so without further ado we're going to get on to the core part of this episode and the first thing that we're going to touch upon here is how things have changed for us as a four employment wise during this lockdown because there have been a lot of changes who who wants to start off with that well, i'll go first let go me go that. first okay so like if i'm honest with you i'm one of those lucky people who've been able to like work from home quite seamlessly so I haven't really seen much change. I think when the lockdown first happened, it was kind of like, we're gonna try our best to be business as usual. And so we're just gonna push through, we're just gonna work the hours that we normally work and where things are a bit more difficult, where we can't, because a lot of what we do is document-based and we use a lot of like originally signed documents mm. when we're like completing deals, we're just gonna work around those things. So to be honest with you, for me, this experience in terms of work hasn't been too bad because we had the facilities to work at home i already had a laptop so literally when they announced the lockdown it was like i just pressed on and i just kind of kept it moving i think like my my bosses and my team have been really good at like having these like catch-up calls and things like that but as things begin to slow down that's when i feel like it begins to get a bit weary and like you see people mm. just doing things to like make sure they look busy when they're not actually busy mm. and then it gives mm-hmm. people a lot more time to be worried about oh well if we're not getting work in if deals are slowing down are we going to have redundancies we're going to have things like that so there's been like it's been good and i think my firm has been really really good and so i'm i'm quite lucky because nothing really for me has changed the only thing i can complain about is like saying like working from home constantly especially Mm. if you're quarantining by yourself as I was at the beginning of the lockdown it's quite difficult just mentally in terms of like I actually miss yeah Yeah. I actually miss changing my environment I actually miss like having team meetings and having contact with people it's nice on zoom Mm -hmm. but apparently I was speaking to someone and they say like the energy you use on zoom in terms of your brain is working 10 times harder to understand body language because the person isn't physically there mm-hmm. it can actually be after a while like quite draining all these different zoom calls and things like that so it's been good for me <coughs> things are beginning to slow down and that's okay but um i'm definitely i'm not in a rush to physically go back to work but i'm definitely missing like my commute and just changing up my atmosphere mm-hmm. Chantel, yeah definitely you? mate apparently teachers do nothing can it so i'm just sat here um i think what so again let me acknowledge the privilege that i have that Mm. i'm working from home and nothing much has changed in that sense of the way um it's remote learning so people who tune into the news and parents listening know um that that just means that i'm setting up lessons online I think um, one of the one of the biggest challenges for me is that we as teachers are investing a lot of time and energy thinking about what could work, what could work effectively. So, for example, like my PowerPoint lessons now have voiceover on top, so I can do the explaining, or mm. you sort of overcompensate in breaking down and adding information, added, adding resources for only 30% of the kids Mm. to do the lessons. 
um, and across the country they reckon it's, a, it's an average of about 35-40% of students who have tuned in to online learning. Some of that will be because there's a level of disadvantage and access to internet, access to technology in terms of laptop and the dynamics of different households depending on the number of children and mm -hmm. study space. But some of that is outright, I think, I, I think children and families just not engaging. So that's quite yeah. hard because we're always like trying to think about ways to engage the kids only for it to not be truly successful. I think the other side of it is like we've got the gift of time which is a teacher's dream because our list is endless like there is always 101 things that we can do so it's like oh if I had the time I'd do this revision pack this homework book this 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 and we've got so much time but it's really really difficult now to engage with that because it's like what is time when are we mm -hmm. going back so if it was clear, like, yeah, we're going to go back in September, it'd be like, boom, I'll plan everything for September. But now it's like, well, September could look very much the same as this. So what am I planning? How am I planning it? Am I planning <coughs> normal lessons? Am I planning remote lessons? Um, so that's tricky. But my team, we meet every single day on a conference call. And my team, as I said um, on the live on starting a new job in quarantine, are really, really cool. So I don't mind that. So I get that um, contact every day. Um, but I will add, sorry, side, the, the other side of my life is I also have three kids at home while I'm working. <laughs> which, Better you than me. Yeah, <laughs> couldn't cope. Mm -hmm. Which I literally, people are, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how I do it. Like, that's, that's work. That's work understanding their work homeschooling making sure they're on it and i'm being on it not being just that listen <laughs> that's work yep mm. right um for me i'm in a similar position um i'm working from home and it's just been difficult because most of my work is very face-to-face, -face, working with employers, working with the students face-to-face because -face, they're doing their work experience. I'll be checking up on them. And all those work experience opportunities have come to a halt now. So it's very difficult for me because I just feel like I'm in limbo. I don't know what I'm doing. I've obviously been updating my stats and speaking with students and making sure they're okay. But that's kind of all I've been doing from home. So it's quite difficult. I would say, and I haven't really enjoyed as much as I thought I would when I heard that we'd be going on lockdown. Yeah, so for me personally, um, it's been really interesting because we actually started lockdown before the national lockdown. So we started working from home in early March. And um, to be perfectly honest, I've been on furlough since I think maybe the second week of april and i'm still currently in that now so i mean it's been kind of interesting when i was still working from home um i think i was managing it fine like the nature of the business that i'm in we're very used to working from home so i as a the company as a whole we haven't found this transition to be particularly difficult and everyone is kind of coping and managing. There isn't a need for us to be in office as such because it is digital, it is tech. And to a certain extent, we were 
prepared and fully equipped for mm. such a situation as this even though nobody could have predicted that the situation would happen so there's that kind of ease with regards to that um but yeah as i said i've been on furlough for the past few months and what that has entailed for me is doing training in areas or career areas that i've been interested in and mm. um, which i asked well which my company's funded so they were more than happy for for um to provide the funding for that and pay for those trainings for people as well and everyone's kind of sharing training resources and kind of encouraging each other and also if people want to stay plugged in whilst they're in fur furlough because obviously you can't do any actual work for the company but we have slack um, not slack sorry we have zoom meetings um, that you can tune into or you can still tune into like the company stand-ups and keep abreast of what's happening I've spoken to a few colleagues I've joined even a leaving do on zoom so as much participation as you want to have is as much as you can have but um, I would say for me I've adjusted quite well to it um, I think in large part that is the privilege of being on furlough. I know that if I was still working from home as per usual, being in the meetings and stuff might get a bit, well, it was not might, it would get very mentally exhausting, et cetera, et cetera. But as I said, because of the nature of the business that I'm in, um, it's been an easy transition. Uh, I don't know what the future holds. I hopefully I'll still be able to <laughs> hold on to my job when the furlough situation ends. Um, that's still a work in progress. I don't really know what's going on with that, but um, as it is for now, that's just where I'm at. And I guess on that note, for those of us who have been like what well, all of us have been working from home is that kind of a worry or concern for any of us personally in terms of what the future holds for us in terms of maintaining or keeping our role Chantel you said on you've said on our Instagram lives already you just started a new role Natalie you said that work is kind of drying up and obviously billable hours are very important as a lawyer Rachel mm. you said it's, it's difficult to provide the services for young people that you usually do so has that been a source of anxiety and if so how have you kind of managed or dealt with that because I know a lot of people listening will be in that predicament I do think well, like me... it is worrying like ultimately because you just don't know what the future holds and so I feel like where you have the worries there's no point like trying to kind of manif manufacture or manifest a situation mm. where your worst your worst hopes do actually come true I think at first I can't lie I was a little bit worried just overall and then you talk to people and then you see like what other firms are doing and then you're just hearing about people losing their jobs like it is a high level of anxiety because like we need to work to live and who wants to be losing their job and having to start looking for another job in the middle of what may be like a really terrible recession but then another point part of me was just like well if I get sacked like, God forbid, I get sacked. If I get sacked in three months' time, there's no point me spending the next three minute, three months worrying about it. Mm -hmm. I just need to wait and see what's actually going to happen. So I felt like, one, any worries I had was quite superficial because, like, work had just stopped slowing down and it was, like, a little bit of paranoia. So I just felt like, oh, I'm just going to stop talking to people at work because ultimately, oh, wow. like, when you've been talking... Like, but not in a bad way because... When you're talking to people and you then start talking about like how busy are you, people saying they're not too busy, 
who in the team's busy, no one's really busy, then it just naturally leads on to that point, like, well, what do you think the next stage is? Mm. And so I feel like if I'm not having, even starting those conversations, then ultimately I'm not going to get to a point where people start talking about it or even I start bringing up redundancies and things like Mm -hmm. that. So I think for me, I just said, like, when it becomes a real problem, when it arises as, like, a real possibility, when they send that email out saying we need to cut such and such numbers and all that kind of stuff, then I think I will focus my energy on it. But for now, you know, I'm not going to. And more importantly, like, what can I do? Like, we've had a massive pandemic. It's completely out of my hands. What am I going to do, like, single-handedly turn the whole real estate market around? Mm-hmm. So I just try and, like, have kind of really peaceful approach about it and just focus on actually doing my job and not worrying about whether I'm going to have a job and also where I have spare time like reflect whether it's like on my appraisal or my business plan or just other things that relate to like wider career goals that we don't really get the time to do because Mm -hmm. we're so busy all the time and I think that's a key point like you raised something there it's not focusing on the things that you can't control because I feel like for the beginning of lockdown for a lot of people must have been very highly stressful highly anxious a lot of thoughts circling around but honestly in in terms of my own self I'm like you as well I was just like what can I even do about it Mm. let me just enjoy life as it is right now because tomorrow will look after itself like I can't spend my life worrying about something that hasn't happened yet the worrying won't change the situation at all. Never. So that's just the what I thought on it. Rachel, I know you wanted to come in on this as well. Um, unfortunately, my contract was already ending quite well next month. Um, and that I knew about that before we went into lockdown. Um, mm. and because of HR being kind of able, like that, there's a lot of new people in HR, so they haven't managed to get through the contracts. I don't know if my contract's going to be renewed or not. So I've been looking for work and trying to find things, but it's been mm. quite difficult. Um, I had a, I had an interview before lockdown, which I didn't get. And then obviously since lockdown, I've still been applying for things and it hasn't been going well. So obviously that anxiety of not having a job is literally a reality for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen. I'm hoping there's talk <coughs> that there is funding within the company that can support me, but who knows because people some people are working from home and some people are actually saying that they're working from home they're not coming to the meetings they're not answering their emails Mm. so it's like it's difficult to get hold of them so especially those that are in HR because they don't know me and I don't know them I had a person who I was working with consistently and that person seems to have disappeared so it's all a bit of a mystery what's gonna happen it's true and in in these times as well you can't even pressure people the same way you usually would because we don't even know what kind of situations that they're dealing with personally and privately there Mm -hmm. has to be a bit more of um an extended range of compassion when even dealing with colleagues and other people because they may have i don't know two three four kids at home that they're managing as well along with a partner maybe some families there's even other family members in the household so you can't even be like ring ring upon the line can you just sort me out please you have to kind of approach it in a different way or manner but um i also wanted to ask you chantel as someone that's newly started a role like Mm. how how have you kind of conquered any i don't know reservations or fears or anything like that you know what i i've been fine you know i think like 
I feel like I'm quite a measured and balanced person and so I'm not going to worry about as Natalie said things that I one don't need to worry about at all or even right now mm-hmm. so um I started the job and like none of my con- initial concerns were even about corona it was more about you know positioning myself as the team leader that I'm supposed to be and making sure that I build up trust, build relations, show my expertise and, and deliver, um, which I've been able to do. Um, yeah, so I just, I, th- I think for like in the house, Marcus, my partner, he's out at work as well sometimes more than I'd like him to be but in the es- <laughs> <laughs> but no but truly in the essence of sort of showing up and doing what you need to do because when the council decides to restructure his name can't be on the front of that list you know mm-hmm. what I mean he's got to be seen to have been doing his work not seen to but doing his work mm-hmm. so um and I can't lie I must also you know um, give thanks to how seriously I took having insurance and yeah. I, I literally mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. think that that gives me that does give me a little bit of peace. Like we're not trying to be in a sticky situation, nope. but we, I think like myself and my partner at home, we're trying to be a little bit more optimistic in terms of how we organize ourselves that we might be able to flourish in this time. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. if house prices go down, um, if you know where where might we be able to um capitalize i'm sorry mm-hmm. but that's the truth capitalize yep. on this situation where we might not have been able to before mm. you know we've somewhat to some degree managed to save some money during this time and we don't have what we need to make any major investments but we are thinking ahead like if this is the recession what does that mean for people like us who still have a steady job have a home what can we do to make the most of what is a bad situation and I think that's something actually we should highlight as well. Like, what are the quote unquote benefits of the situation? Obviously, that feels a bit mm, tawdry to use, you know, in the context that a lot of people are passing away from this disease and there's a lot of people, a lot of things going on for everybody. But at the end of the day, the actual fact of the matter is this disease, this situation has opened up the doors of opportunity for a lot of people in many ways and there's people making the most of this situation as has to be done with every kind of bad situation that happens on earth i think for me one of the benefits of this situation is having time to kind of de-stress from work because if you'd asked me at the time just before the pandemic you would have heard me say oh Mm. i wish i could just have a month off of work you know Mm. just like Mm -hmm. not think about i need a sabbatical my head's too and now I've had that. I've had even more than that. And what's that? And what's what that has allowed me to do is to gain a sort of equilibrium within myself. And now that I have equilibrium, I'm now able to focus my attention on other things and other areas that I wanted to pursue. So as I said, I've been able to do courses that will enrich my skill set and made me maybe lead me down a different career pathway. I've been able to take courses and investigate some of the things that I love to do outside of work and focus on building those skills up as well and I've also been able to kind of improve on some of my interpersonal relationships which perhaps were maybe getting a bit neglected because when you come home from work you're tired you don't really want to talk to people too tough sometimes so I think for me 
those have kind of been the key kind of benefits of this period it's like regaining kind of equilibrium within myself and understanding who I, who I am as a person and what direction I want my life to go in and also kind of pursuing some of the things that I haven't really had time to do but what's what what other benefits have every has anyone else kind of pulled out of this definitely time for creativity right Mm. yeah definitely we've been on it man look at our instagram lives (laughs) like we've been on it like guys whoever's listening yeah be proud of us because we've tried you know we've tried (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think there's definitely been a lot more connections you know people not just our lives but there's lives that we've watched that i've watched on instagram Mm. where people have managed to pin down people that they might not have otherwise yeah yeah um done um you know you we're seeing all sorts all sorts come out in terms of what people do as their passion projects and side hustles and how they're um illuminating that and even more so despite all the trauma and the the sorrows of like the black lives matters movement like if you ever said buy black before boy like literally we are hailing up our own people and so ready so pressed so so much time the coins are flowing the money exchange is on it's just going left right north south east west everywhere so here for it yeah i definitely love that about this period as well no yeah oh i just think (laughs) i think for me like a lot of people have said this whole thing about having more time but if I'm honest with you it's only until like I had annual leave off that I felt like I actually had like more time so for a long time because I was just working as normal with the hours that I work it was just kind of business as usual for me in the sense of I would wake up at seven I would work for a bit I might take a little bit of break I'll go back to work so it's only once I actually took annual leave and work slowed down, I began to actually reap the benefits of this kind of space just to think and just to reflect. And then I think the last two weeks where we've kind of seen um, like George Floyd, the hashtag Black Lives Matter movement on social media, that's kind of really been galvanising for us as well, especially for me, because I think it just was, I think we had COVID and then ultimately everyone was just kind of like, on hyperdrive like now you've got all this extra time learn a language learn a trade learn a this learn a that learn how to backflip and i really (laughs) i really pushed back on that because i was like there is an assumption that because i'm not the only extra time i really have is my commute there's assumption that because i'm not out or going to work that i'm not working but when i work from home i still have to i my productivity or what i am doing is measured so just because i'm at home doesn't mean that I get to work less. I might save time, but in the same breath, that time is minimal compared to Mm -hmm. the rest of my working day. So I think that once we had the situation with the protesting, the All Lives Matter, people just getting that courage to call out their workplace, call out their doctor, call out everyone who had ever kind of discriminated against them. Now I'm kind of seeing, I'm in the second wave of it where before I was like having a lot of creativity and I was thinking about these ideas and things I could do, but I was really, I didn't really have the energy to kind of pursue it. Whereas now I feel like with the kind of background of everything that's happening, not that I have no choice, but I feel like empowered and I feel like there's more of a call on me to do the things that I really wanted to do. One, because 
coronavirus has showed us that anyone can get it at any time, anything can be shut down. But more importantly, too, that now is the time as a as a black woman to really push through mm. and like really live in my purpose because ultimately I'm it's more of I'm not just doing it for me. I'm doing it for others coming behind me, others next to me, others in front of me. So I've kind of feel really galvanized by that. But I don't have I have more time now because I have less to do. But before then, there's no way I was learning the language. I even bought like a candle making set. <laughs> and I was like, that's gonna be my hobby. All now the thing is in the box. Bruh. No, I'm not gonna Lord. lie to you. I've done some new things. Like I actually braided my hair for the first time. Um I bought like a nail drill set and I removed my um gel powder yes, i'm not gonna lie for you to do that no no, no, no. <laughs> it was a traumatic experience there was like several iterations of it because like youtube told me to do so and let me tell you one of the consequences of that was that my hands were peeling for oh, like no. a few days like proper it was as if oh. i had sunburn i was like father god what have i done to myself but it's okay <laughs> you live and you learn but yeah, yeah, the reason, I think the assumption on time is because a lot of people have been put on furlough, but obviously a lot of people haven't. So it's just business as usual, like you said. Yeah. So you don't have, how can you be doing all those things on top of that? And I think that's a really kind of toxic mentality that we need to like mm. avail ourselves of. Like you need to be 100% mm-hmm. all the time. Just relax. When are we going to get a time like this before yeah. uh, again? Like, so it's really important to like kind of, enjoy it. i really that's the wrong word to use but i know people understand what i'm saying it cherish that's a better word yeah cherish yeah, yeah. the time and the setting that we're in because like you said natalie before when all of this is done in inverted commas <laughs> real life is coming at yeah. us and it's gonna mm-hmm. get it's us good recession far. is coming brexit is coming and we're going to be scattered so this is the calm before the storm and people should yeah. it's really no, important ma'am. to be present i'm, I'm not, not going to be scattered. i'm not mani- i'm not manifesting that i let's rebuke that because <laughs> yes. actually there are so many things that people have said to us were not possible mm. like so many people scared to ask their bosses can i work part-time yeah. can true. i and um, can it's i true. work from home and it's all possible and i think now more than ever like is the time to negotiate and actually without it also working in our employer's benefit if you're employed in terms of oh maybe i could i would prefer to have that person part-time because i can't actually afford to pay them full-time i think if there's any pushback it's definitely worth um highlighting the well-being card like people are actually working more (laughs) at home because they feel less stressed because the commute isn't there and i think we would we would it would be such a shame to go back to normal if you don't have to like this is a this is a big time for us to create working environments as we want them to be and like again on the back of black life Ma- black lives matter that's wholeheartedly that's not just like our working patterns and our working times that's also like what do these working environments mm-hmm. look like and how do yeah. they serve me as a black woman and everybody is listening right now you know yeah. what that is a perfect segue onto the next thing that i thought that we should discuss that we thought we should discuss which is like what are our hopes for the future and what does what does the what does the future look like for black women working in a working environment? How can we use this time to set the tone and set the parameters moving forward so that 
where we're going to is more advantageous than where we're coming from. Do you know what? I think the future looks, quite frankly, sick because I feel like it's it's going to be good for us. I've seen so many people have the confidence to actually speak out, challenge racism at work. Mm. We've seen influencers come out and challenge, like Jackie Einar, yes. challenge mm. brands. We've seen um, Monroe like take on L'Oreal mm-hmm. with our support. And for me personally, I feel like ultimately I'm in a position being the only um, black senior female in my office. And to be fair, there's only one other um, Fiona, but there's other security um, secretaries and other support staff as well. Just to be like, yeah, this doesn't really work for me as a black woman or I want to do this black thing or I want to, you know, I feel like I've got license to, to ask for things with mm-hmm. my whole big chest. It's like when I come to um suggest that the firm donate money for this or i want support for something that i'm doing i feel like i can fully be like well in this current climate i want this and i feel more confident and more galvanized in doing it and even with like the other projects and things that we're working on i feel like there's just confidence whereas we've always had to feel indirect about asking for funding indirect about asking for things for black women Mm. um this is our time for us to say you know you posted black said hashtag black lives (laughs) matter nobody begged you Mm -hmm. so if you really mean what you say like i need to see you pull Pull up up i need Mm -hmm. to see you pull up with the cash and i I was having an interesting conversation with my brother and he just we were just talking about like reparations and saying that ultimately slave owners they finished receiving payment reparations for the abolition of slavery in 2015. And there's been no form of like formal reparation system for black Caribbean people. There's been no acknowledgement about the looting that European countries did to African countries Mm -hmm. and how that has had an impact on further generations, regardless of whether they've stayed in their home countries or they've moved to Europe or they've moved to the US. And so I feel like my attitude is going to be like, it's time to pay reparations. So every time I'm asking for something, every time I'm pushing for something, I'm just going to have that, you know, very stoic kind of Mm. confidence because ultimately people are going to be worried that if they don't yeah. do what I say and they don't have good reason for doing it, I'm going to drag them. I'm going to drag them, I'm gonna drag, I'm gonna drag them from their roots. So for me... Drag them, yes. I just, I'm really like, my only thing where I have been sceptical about this whole movement, and it's not even scepticism, it's more like a worry. I just yep. want to see like this same energy like continued. Yes. Yeah. And so I feel like the more conversations like this that we keep having, it's great, but I just need to be us when we're recording like series like still having this energy we're still hearing success stories of people who are out here just saying give me my things i deserve it yes and even if i as an individual you don't feel i deserve it you need to pay me because you made money off of my ancestors whether that's you stealing yes stealing raw materials from their country robbing them of their land enslaving them whatever and so for me i think it looks as long as we can keep the same energy and we can stay unified and we can be in control of our message because I think one thing that I've been concerned about just with like hashtag Black Lives Matter and things like that is that for some reason I feel like a lot of white women have been able to centre themselves mm-hmm. in terms of the Black Matters love. Like, oh, I never knew. Educate me. Mm-hmm. What can I do? Da, 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 da. And like, I kind of just want... I, I get it, but no, it needs to stop. Like, ultimately... Do the work yourself. You need to do the work yourself. You can go on Google 
you know if you really want to do the work you can start with the basics like buying or reading a book or reading articles like there's more than enough you just need to google the words white supremacy mm-hmm. and loads of recommendations will come up there's more than enough ultimately i want the focus to really be on us and us thinking in this time strategically and i said to someone in a group chat today like this is the best time for us we just need to have the strategy and do the work to fully reap the benefits because we don't know how long it's going to last we know this is the beginning of something and if we want it to manifest the way that we really want it to we just have to keep that same energy but nah me i will not be scattered i will brexit is coming recession is coming but ultimately like i feel we have got time to put things in place to kind of protect ourselves and we can have like future episodes talking about how to recession proof your career because Mm, people's careers are recession proof not necessarily because they're the best of the best but because maybe they've built the right relationships they've picked out a niche for themselves they've they've seen things on the horizon and they've taken action you know accordingly to ensure that they are less at risk and so it's just all about kind of maybe in this spare time like i say that with like bunny ears like spare time extra time we have for me the focus is like what is my network like, where is my career? Like, what do, where do I actually want my career to go? Like, you know, what is my three-year plan? So while I'm not doing that one-hour fillable work, mm-hmm. I can be kind of figuring that out yeah. and just taking time to educate myself as well on, like, if I know that there's an issue that I can improve, like, figuring out, like, use of tools with getting the courses and stuff, like, where can I upskill in this spare mm-hmm. time that I have? So that's just kind of the vibe that I'm on. Mm. I think I've already seen kind of, things move in a positive direction especially with the upspring again of black lives matter Mm -hmm. when there was like that call out to support black businesses and i've seen not just black people doing that i've seen white people doing that Mm -hmm. and for me that's a form of reparations like one of the things that i've really loved to see is there's a group called black um, minds matter on instagram yeah and i've seen major white influencers raise money for that to the point where they now can provide 300 plus courses 12 week courses of therapy for people completely free that is the kind of proactivity i'm expecting moving forward don't just be doing a black square your instagram i want to see the tangible accent the tangible action so when i see things like that i can see that okay yes there there's a room for us right now to make the most of these things and there's lots of black businesses now they're even Mm. selling out of their stocks of things because that that reputation what they're doing is going out there and people who are in tune with with what's going on and know that it's their duty to redress the balance obviously i'm not talking about black people i'm talking about white people are putting their money where their mouth is and they're making sure that's that's happening and that's something that i want to see continue it 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 can't stop like it would need at least a hundred years for it Mm. the the balance to be completely redressed that's something that needs to continue and that's for me is one of the positive directions that i see springing forth from yeah. this kind of you know it's a bittersweet situation in to, that's the best way to kind of describe mm. what's going on can i just say on a side note actually as you've mentioned black minds matter that if people were not aware please check it out and also like i know it's a separate subject but do seek out therapy if you if you need it like we've spoken earlier about what we might be feeling anxious about what we might be feeling stressed about and then all of the current events have like they are traumatic 
And so I do um, strongly encourage black women to go and mm-hmm. seek out therapy, especially yes, now, if there is something that actually, I think one of the barriers for me was always the cost um, yeah. rather than actually any kind of stigma. And if, if people have pumped money into providing that for us, mm-hmm. please do use it. Please do use it. And also you can check um, things out with your GP as well. So you don't have to pay for these things if you cannot afford them. Like I said, there's a GP and there's resources like Black Black Minds Matter, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. tongue twister, (laughs) that are out there now and they're here to provide free courses for those people that really need it. And I'm sure they're not the only people doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just going to say as well, with Black Lives Matter, similar to what Nats was saying, I really hope that it's going to continue after this period of protests and different things that are going on. I'm just hoping that people will still remember what's happened. People will still try and support black businesses. People will continue to do all these things because what's the point of going through all this stuff and going through a protest and it doesn't actually lead to anything? Mm-hmm. We're still in the same position we're in how many years ago? And we're still looking back on old speeches, old old things, old videos, and mm. it's still the same position that we're in. So I'm hoping that people listen and people listen to new podcasts, buy new books, go to new yeah. black shops, yeah. purchase new things, and actually use that as a way of life and not just, oh, I'm doing it for the now because of Black Lives Matter, or I'm going to this protest today for Black Lives Matter, and then next week you're back on the same old rubbish. Mm. You're actually yeah. trying to support and you're trying to help and you're trying to do things that's going to better the black community and if you're not black yourself do still do things to support us if you if you can just do it to support us it's not always about i'm going to go to a protest and do this sometimes it's about oh i'm going to go to my manager and i'm going to say you know i've noticed that the board has no people of color there's no black woman there's no black man on the on the board at all can you what what are you saying about that what can we do to yeah like you have to open your mouth sometimes it's not just about oh i'm going to go to this protest to support black people no i'm actually going to do something as a white person who has white privilege i'm actually Mm -hmm. going to do something and i'm hoping that people would actually do something now that you know there's a voice and there's there's a movement going on and there's something actually happening i'm hoping people will use this as a time if they have any free time to use their voice and use their mouth to do things do you know what it's not even about having free time it's their duty and responsibility of mm-hmm. human beings yeah. to redress the balance for us it's about applying pressure for them it's about using their privilege to address the balance this whole kind of mm, sitting on the sidelines not saying anything it's not going to be acceptable moving forward no, 100% yeah, we're at the point now where we're not going to accept that moving forward so there needs to be an understanding of this all of this are oh, you're talking why are you playing the race card if i help him if i help him in the future with regards to that you know we really have the right right now what the situation is giving us is the the right to do is the pepper them well we've had the right but it's not the reception yeah 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 so that that's i feel really inspired by those things and it's mad because it's crazy that such an ugly disgusting thing had to happen to provide yeah. this opportunity but on on the we got time side, in it we got time yeah. <laughs> i'm yeah, not I tired just, i just think do you know what it is i think as well i think it's just in the backdrop of covid where people's like enough we're fed up enough. in it yeah like we're I tired like for real it's just it's different like it's different when you you have police brutality because i think people can try and frame it and be like it's a one-off oh mm-hmm. it's just a few instances around the country or like just because you have one a year you know 
you have one one instance happening you hype up for two to three months then it kind of goes in the background it might come back it might go it might come back but ultimately i think when you have something like covid and you have so many people dying for no reason you have black people not being given proper ppe to do their jobs and then you have mm -hmm. the government trying to like fudge statistics and not even reporting on on how we died why we died and the reasons yep. they're giving for why we died more I think it was conditions. just like yeah. I think oh, it was God. just too. It, I think it was just too much for people because it's yeah. like we're being killed at all angles. If it's not mm -hmm. the health, the healthcare systems mm -hmm. in our countries that are designed to keep us alive, it's then the police. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, and it's I like whole me, infrastructure. Yeah, it there's was nothing to lose. Too, it was now. just nonsense. It was just yeah. it was just too much. And so that's why I keep. I'm I'm glad that like now we've been, the Black Lives Matter movement over here, we've been educating ourselves on the fact that this is just not a US issue and i'm gonna have like a call with some of my u.s colleagues because we have um an african-american network and i'm gonna have to remind them like i'm just putting the email together but like look yeah guys this is not just a u.s issue like police brutality and social injustice over here is ridiculous as well so this is not just a kind of american issue this mm -hmm. is a worldwide black issue because mm -hmm. i'm sure if we went to paris and we spoke to black oh, parisians my. there mm -hmm. they would tell us the same they've been yeah. rioting and protesting we would they would tell us the same i'm sure if we went to berlin they would tell us the same so you know ultimately i think that we just kind of now need to make sure that we're having this kind of pan african africanism where we connect with people in europe who are like us who share our experiences mm. as well as connecting with people in the us and i think that's the only way that we keep the foot on the neck mm -hmm. because if yep. you, you know We've seen a lot of people in the press trying to say, oh, but this is a US issue. This is a US issue. The only reason people want to portray it as a US issue, because nine times out of ten, when people are killed by police brutality in the US, they're killed with a gun. Mm -hmm. But we've seen that when the police over here in the UK have been given more tasers, they've gone, they've done a madness mm -hmm. and bl yeah. black people are, what, I think, two to three more times more likely to have tasers used against them unfairly or unnecessarily mm -hmm. so ultimately i kind of feel like we just need to take that energy that we have for police brutality and apply it in the in the Absolutely. workplace and i think that's why when we did the activism at work live it really kind of it just really invigorated me in the sense of sometimes we may look at ourselves as an individual and think oh what am i really doing i'm not really doing much or you know protesting might not be your thing or you 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 might not have the courage to get out there, but ultimately you can be an activist in your own workplace because police brutality is just a manifestation of white supremacy, the same white supremacy that manifestations when you log in and you get another Karen harassing you at work or an Amy Cooper trying oh, to make your life a living hell. So I just want everyone to kind of take that same energy that we have and really understand that Black Lives Matter isn't just about police brutality, it's about nhs it's like it's mm -hmm. about belly majinga who was just mm -hmm. doing her yes, job just asked for basic mm -hmm. basic recognition that she suffered from asthma and that she had underlying conditions right. and to be fair with you to this day i don't understand why the nhs didn't write her and tell her that she needed to self-isolate for three months but that's a different story for a different day and just basically said one she should never been on the platform two as soon as she was spat on okay an ambulance should have, not an ambulance should have been called, but the police should have definitely been called. 100%. And she should have been given a COVID test immediately. So on these very basic things, 
we need to realise that Black Lives Matter, the same energy we have for Black Lives Matter when it comes to George Floyd, we need to have that same energy for Belly Majinga, we need that same energy yep. when someone at your workplace, a black person at your workplace, is being bullied or being unfairly treated or being harassed. Like we, we just need to take it and make... Because we don't want to be in a position where all people do is make it about police brutality or alternatively numbers on boards. Mm -hmm. Numbers on management boards are not enough. I want to know how many people are black at every level and what you are doing to tackle the fact that white supremacy is a real thing. What you're actually doing to educate your workforce. I don't want to see no trash to our, you know, oh, unconscious bias training. I need to see I need to see <laughs> something real. I don't want to see anyone called Phil who's six foot white and middle class trying to tell me about unconscious bias when my man has never suffered any bias uh, in his life this whole sounds world like, that we're like living in episode man and that's on that I, sorry honestly, guys sorry no darling. but oh, it, i was be, sorry listen we we may just have to do that or another instagram live to be honest with you because yeah. our time yeah. here is rounding up so we have to yeah. round up now but i mean yeah how I can think... we be rounding up when we're just getting into it no 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 y'all don't understand we be, we've been talking we've been talking <laughs> so unfortunately this has to come to an end here but we can always continue this discussion yeah and other platforms now that we've come out of it ah oh, we don't want to do instagram well, okay let me we. not even yeah i know i knew you was gonna <laughs> do that yeah. i knew anyway moving on <laughs> <laughs> what natalie said that's on that and that's um, point blank period i'm gonna period. End, i'm gonna i'm gonna add another quote for okay the end. come on okay so, so last week i was listening to the slum flower she does a live every mm -hmm. evening and one thing she said i was like yes click 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 Everybody just live your best black life and yes. make your black life matter. So I'm yeah. gonna live my best black life. My I know we keep saying that song Yeah, and I keep saying, nah, live my best life, live my best. I'm, I'm gonna add, I'm living my best black life. Black to you, black, 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 black. Life. Black, 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 black. <laughs> black. And on that note, seeing, oh, someone dropped their mic, yo. Seeing as this is the final episode for season two, again, we want to reiterate our thanks to you, the listeners, for tuning yes, in, for reaching out to us, for sending us emails, for celebrating us, for sharing us with your colleagues, your friends, mm. whoever else. Honestly, it's been such a delight to read the things that people have said about us and just feel, we feel encouraged when you feel encouraged and you share that with us. Um, yeah. We also want to, of course, thank the Selby Centre, which has facilitated yes, us for recording majority of the episodes. I miss them, man, them, man. Oh, so much. Big up, Sammy. Yes, yes Sammy. Sammy. Sammy, we love you. Like, <laughs> I hope, I don't know if you listen to the episodes, but just in case you do, <laughs> we love you so much. And um, and also thank you for the people that have been engaging with us on Instagram Live. Like we've yeah. really enjoyed your input. We we mm -hmm. can tell now who are the 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 regular attendees. <laughs> we see you, we see you, but we don't discriminate. So you know we won't point you out like that. But thank you, and keep telling your friends, your family about us, spreading the word about us, um, and your workplaces. And oh your workplaces. Yeah. gosh, <laughs> if ever there was a time. 
to <laughs> share this podcast with your workplace it is now feel no shame feel no way don't even you know that anxiety that sometimes rises in your chest when you want to discuss things that pertain to black people dismiss it dismantle yeah, it dismiss now is it. the time to say do you know what yeah if you want a greater education and understanding of what black people especially black women go through in the workplace listen to this podcast this is a form of education they're not yeah. having to pick up a book or anything all they have to do is plug listen. into spotify soundcloud wherever else that we are apple podcast and just listen to our experiences it's not just us talking we always have a variety of women talking about our experiences too this is the time to share this resource we were made for such a time as now oh my yeah. gosh i'm getting in my prophetic like She's I just been waiting to come out. Bruh, I just felt it right. <laughs> Do you know what? Yeah, I really have because this is actually the first episode in the season that I've hosted. You know. Oh. Yeah. So y'all caught me at the end, but I say we <laughs> saved the best to last. Yes, I'm saying. I'm saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you have it, babes. I'll let you have it. It's like anyway to round up. As usual, you can engage with the conversation. Hashtag BWWPodcastUK on social media platforms or follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Snapchat at BWWPodcastUK. You can also email us with your issues or if you want to something if you want to celebrate something or if you want to give feedback to us uh you can reach us on blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com and please pretty please check out our brand new spanking website it is www.blackwomenworking.com and you can now subscribe to our site yes subscribe to our site because we are planning to bring out more content on that platform because if you don't know let us tell you now we don't intend to just stick as a podcast we really want to be a network and a a wider platform for black women working and you guys can help us with that by you can provide uh, suggestions or things that you think might help you because it's also about providing things that are going to help you as individuals and not just what we think you want so please engage with us in all of those places and until we meet again which is a few a few a good few weeks months months now yeah exactly (laughs) please look after yourselves take care of yourselves no jerry springer please Uh, take take care of yourself and each other (laughs) (laughs) you're really showing your age now (laughs) (laughs) but yes guys that's all from us this season we look forward to linking up with you again in a few months time and it is well it is well with toes don't want to say bye bye (laughs) (laughs) bye bye bye